conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air. Good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta, hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn the highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local Podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Barry Kazire. Barry has consulted and trained more than 10,000 small business owners, as well as delivering over 1,000 seminars and workshops to small businesses across the United States. His presentations demonstrate proven business growth and marketing tactics using real-world examples and case studies to help small businesses, authors, and nonprofits expand their activities successfully. He's also helped countless small businesses expand by putting in place effective high-quality personnel and systems to utilize people correctly and scale their business. Get ready, Conquerors, for Barry Kazire coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local Podcast. Barry Kazire, welcome to the Conquer Local Podcast. It's great to have you here all the way from Florida. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Great to come to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> virtually saskatoon saskatchewan so yeah you are virtually chatting with canada here hey um you know for let's jump right into it you know for a guy that's uh started managed multiple companies now um walk walk us through what the experience has been like uh, getting these the, these things up off the ground and then and and then rocking and rolling sure yeah well i mean it's i've gone through a lot of uh learning uh, obviously you, you learn by running into walls and going, Oh, look at that. That's a wall. Uh, and so, uh, you run into all sorts of things and, uh, some of them are painful, some of them are less painful. And, uh, so what we've, we, we feel like, you know, the best thing that we can do, we've always had an idea that we should share knowledge. And I really appreciated all the knowledge that's been shared with me over the years from different, um, you know, mentors that I picked up via books and such. That's been, it's been great to learn from their failures instead of having my own or their successes. And uh, yeah, now we, we've, we've kind of like jump in and try to help people to benefit from what we've learned, you know, so they can have fewer pitfalls. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's been really exciting. It's been quite a ride. Yeah, Barry, you've had a lot of success in uh, with virtual personnel. And for somebody that hasn't thought about that and thought about integrating them into their business and the benefits, how should they be thinking about virtual personnel? Well, I, I think what's great is what's helped me so much is that I started delegating the stuff that, you know, I shouldn't be like, how could I maximize my time? How can my time be um, most effective? I have certain things that I'm really, really good at. And so I started delegating the things that would support me so that I could do more of what I was really, really good at, which is leading the team and then also, um, you know, business development. So my, the VAs have helped me with that tremendously. 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, basically, the one of the very first things I outsourced was my own uh, lead generation because I had a marketing company and I was really good at that. And so I outsourced the whole process where I would put to the point where I put people in front of me for interviews where I could talk to them. And that was great because that took so much of my time, so much, this big chunk of time I used to spend on that, took it off my plate and made it so that now I could focus on uh, a huge chunk of my time on business development. And then also gave me time to develop processes and procedures within the company, which then we pass on to our clients that they can use as well. But um, yeah, and and so you started like working on you know, meeting people so we could create new clients, but then also developing the processes and everything within the business so we could grow it. And um, and that's just basically allowed me to grow like bigger than I've ever gone, grown before. And um, and then we took all that and exported it, you know, so other people can benefit the same. So what are those those big things that you could offload that, I mean, I basically think a virtual assistant could be used in one of two ways. One you offload, you help increase or supplement the things that are actually help you build the business, uh, such as lead generation. So those key things are gonna help you to do more of what you can, uh, you should be doing, right? And to supplement those things. Or two, what are the things that have to be done that um, really should be gotten off of your plate that you shouldn't be doing? Because one, you're not very good at it, Two, it's not what you want to do. Three, maybe it has to be done, but you know, you shouldn't be the guy. You just don't want to, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, got to focus on the things that you're good at. I get that. I get that. Uh, so, so you gave one good example there of like demand gen. It's a massive function that 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 can take a lot of time. So, so what 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 is the scope of this? How? How many other things are there that that you can think about? Hey, this is a this is a great function for uh, a, a virtual personal assistant, and and it's because I think that co concrete examples help people uh, under, understand what what is the scope and um, how far yeah. this can go. And you've also, by the way, you've also got this eighty twenty rule that you think about. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the scope of things. I mean, it could be like. Like we have a guy who does public speaking and he would uh, book all his own events, right? Um, and he get paid events, right? So he took his process, which worked really well, and basically gave that to a virtual assistant who then got him twice as many speaking events. So his calendar was all the way full for the year and they started working on next year. And then, uh, then he was able to get her to start working on podcast guesting. So to get him onto podcasts. So this freed him up to work with more clients and to develop other pieces of the business. Uh, we've also got a recruitment, um, a lady who does recruitment. Uh, we, we basically have somebody who's reaching out and introducing her to clients. Uh, she's also got somebody who's scheduling her on podcasts. Then she's got, she's brought another VA who handles administrative tasks and backend tasks. Um, we got doctors who uh, in, handle medical billing is a big deal because insurance compliance is a big deal in the medical uh, field. So uh, they've trained their virtual assistants and they've got multiple virtual assistants who handle the whole medical billing tasks. 
uh, and they and even and deal with the insurance companies, which is a great money making thing for them. But they're they're able to bring on these people. We help train them for them. And uh, I mean, we've got a lawyer that uh, she basically has her VA answering the phone and handling her email and looking and, and doing follow up for prospects. Um, it just goes on and on. We've got uh, uh, accountants uh, who um, or who get people to do bookkeeping tasks. We've got people that have a bookkeeper who uh, handles um, uh, you know, handles all of their bookkeeping in house. That's a virtual assistant. Uh, we've even got I mean social media managers. It it's just pretty endless. Like the the list. We actually have an ebook, two hundred and forty nine things that a virtual assistant can do for you. Uh, which I think you, we can, you know, offer to the people here a link to it. But it's, um, but it's a big long list that you can look through that kind of let you kind of assess. Oh yeah, here's a good one. Here's a good one, you know. And then we we actually help with the onboarding process because you need then to get the whole task of onboarding. We help eliminate some of the pain of that, and you really need somebody to help you do that. And then, um, yeah, it's great. Works out great. Yeah. And as far as like the eighty twenty principle. It kind of goes back to what I talked about originally. It's like you've got those. Um, if you were to take your battle plan, your list of things that you have for the day, your to-do list. Let's say you had ten things on them. There are probably two things that you really should be focusing on heavily, right? On that, you know, twenty percent. That are the key, like things that really move the needle in your business. And that's what the eighty-twenty principle is. It's like eighty percent of the results come from about twenty percent of the causes. So what are those 20%, what are those key things that you focus on? Can And a virtual assistant can either back you up so you can do more of those key things, or they can take those other 80% of things that are on your battle plan, your to-do list that you shouldn't be wasting your time on, and you could offload those to that person. So you can focus more on the stuff you really like to do or the stuff that, again, moves the, moves the needle. You know, I, I think it's interesting. There's so many of us now, especially with, you know, the changes that happened through the pandemic, it's uh, working with virtual teams is so natural for so many companies now, but there is still so many companies out there where, you know, they've just been used to an office environment and they don't naturally think of having, a, you know, remote people on their team, whether it's, you know, people that are directly on their payroll or whether it's virtual assistants. Um, and so I, you know, I've seen so many people have so much success and do things great working with virtual assistants. And uh, then I've seen some people that really, you know, they run into pitfalls as well. Um, and, and so maybe tell me a little bit about some of the pitfalls that you've seen where people have been trying to implement virtual assistants. They haven't had a good experience. And, and, and how do you sort of avoid some of those pitfalls along the way? Sure. Yeah, well, part of it is, I mean, there's a great book out there uh, called Who, which is about hiring people. And um, and so uh, we kind of dig in on that process. Like, what exactly is the role or in the duties is the first step, right? So you really are, so you know what you're looking for, like who you're looking for. And then, um, and then we, uh, it can take quite a bit of time to find a really high quality person and to really vet that person, right? Uh, to sift through all the applicants to find the people that are super high quality. Uh, as part of what we do to 
we do a whole process, right? Which anybody should do if they're going to hire somebody. Um, but we do we do it for them. We do personality testing, which basically helps uh, find the key traits that are going to make that person a great fit with the company. Communication, it being one of the traits. Uh, stability, that they're kind of uh, go-getters, right? These are all things you can measure with personality tests. Um, IQ, which basically measures problem-solving ability, because you want somebody that can think and solve problems and is, you know, you need somebody who's intelligent. And then aptitude testing, which we do, which really is important for finding somebody who can follow instructions, because about the most frustrating thing in the world is to give somebody a task and they can't follow, they, they actually don't know how to follow instructions. So we test these people and then we then we interview them and we make sure we we don't trust just the tests because um, you know, we actually do interviews, we've got processes there to really make sure you've got a high quality person. But even then, no system's unfallible, right? So what if you ended up with, um, so that's one of the pitfalls you can, you can at least like limit the problems, right? But then again, no, no systems infall infallible. So if it doesn't work out, you've also got a team that can just quickly stop the clock and find a quick replacement to fill it and to go ahead and take over. And we make that super simple for people. Um, another one of the pitfalls people run into is, well, that process, eventually people don't stick around forever. So people end up uh, have things that happen in their lives, right? I mean, you might have somebody who works in your business for a couple of years, something happens, they go away. Now you've got to replace your assistant, which means you have to train a new one, right? Well, good. So did you write up processes? Did you have that person from day one writing up processes for the work that they're doing for you? So there's like a stack of processes that you could just take and you know they're written up well and you can give that to a new person and you can catch them up to speed in a really really short time yeah also super useful for growing the team like because let's say you've got that stack of processes and you've got now you're now you're growing the team and you add another virtual assistant and you want to take some of those and give it to the to the new one so you can grow the team or you want a new person doing all of the same exact things well, good. Having those things written up in what they call SOPs or standard operating procedures, right? Those those are, I mean, those are vital. So we we get past a lot of those problems uh, that you might run into by applying those pieces. And the other one that I think is really key is daily reporting. Um, we we basically, I, I personally don't like stuff in my inbox. My email's got enough stuff already. So we use uh, online communication channels like little chat functions, and there's great tools out there in the world that you can use where you just get a daily report. You know, here's my plan for the day uh, that you get at the beginning of the day. Here's what I got done at the end of the day. And then maybe even a summary report at the weekly or monthly if you want. We make sure that's implemented. Um, so yeah, and, and then the last thing is, uh, which happens at the beginning and ongoing, is we act as sort of a, a an onboarding. We help with the onboarding, which is always, you know, takes time, takes a little bit of time. So getting a little bit of help with that makes that less painful. And then uh, coaching, right? We're so used to working with so many different types of business owners that we're 
very familiar with what they might run into and using a virtual assistant. So we coach them and the virtual assistant to help bring them together as a team. And that coaching is ongoing, like on a weekly basis, quick little you know, meeting, here's what I need, here's what's happening, uh, you know, tweaking things, making things, setting things back to right if they go off the path a bit. Uh, so, that, I mean, that covers so much. Those, those, just putting in those simple basics, uh, what, what are called the usual stuff that you should be doing, but kind of get dropped out, not by just small businesses, but by small individuals and big businesses, these basics get dropped out. We keep them in, things just go so much smoother. That's great stuff. By the way, at, uh, at Vendasta here, we use the, the WHO framework. It's a, it's a great book. And I think that, you know, it's, uh, you, you never get it 100% of the time uh, when you're adding someone uh, to the team, but I think it's gone a long way to helping us streamline our process and finding the right people when we're adding them to the team. And, and the insights that you get from their, you know, their, their process, especially when you're onboarding and you've taken, or when you're taking people through the interview process, very, very insightful. I, I, I got a lot out of it. Um, so one, one of the things that, that I wanted to touch base on, yeah, I, I keep thinking about the people that really haven't dug in and thought about, you know, some of the, um, the benefits of, of, of working because there's so many people working with virtual assistants because there's so many people that are converted out there right now. So for, for people that, you know, haven't gone down the path, like there's a lot of, of, um, benefits to a business from the competitiveness point of view and, and to the agility of your business too. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we basically, we, you know, competitive wise, I mean, you, there's so much savings, I mean, if you, um, you know, we're providing virtual assistants that are, you know, for them, it's a great wage in their country. We've made them one of the top 10% of earners. Uh, for us, you know, we're paying like, you know, 10 bucks an hour to somebody, right? And we're helping to, you know, I mean, you're basically, our clients are paying us 10 bucks an hour for a virtual assistant. We're paying them. They're making, they're in the top 10% of earners in their country. Uh, they're super happy. We're taking care of them. We provide them with, you know, a, a lot of help to to you know get more and more stable and to and to grow personally. Uh, so and it's a great win for everybody. Um, so you could actually afford to hire two, sometimes three people, where you could only afford to hire one to begin with. And that makes it so that you can you can test things that you couldn't try before, or you can afford to put in functions uh, that maybe you couldn't put in before, but now you find that that are really helping your business grow. So, I mean, there's just so much benefit to the, to the setup, the way it's set up. And yeah, I mean, obviously sometimes you need somebody to be hands-on. And so it has to be somebody there, a physical person, but, um, but uh, there's so many benefits to this, you know? Yeah. I, so, uh, you know, you walked through that, you know, when we were talking about, um, you know, avoiding the pitfalls. You walk through a whole bunch of, uh, of great practices. Uh, may, maybe we could sh sharpen a couple of things. If, if you know, every business has a unique set of needs, every business is a little bit different. Um, and so maybe you could just touch on, uh, on some of the key things to, you know, finding a virtual assistant that, that is really going to meet the unique needs of your business and, 
Um, and, and then some of those tools again on how you're mani managing sort of day to day to make sure that they're effective. I love the reporting um, that, that, that you touched on uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like training is a big deal. Onboarding is huge. Um, uh, these are all part of, you know, weekly co weekly meetings and a little bit of coaching is vital. Uh, the standard operating procedures, basically write-ups of, of exactly how the work is done uh, that basically show in, in words. Uh, we usually do some audio and video recordings and pictures of those processes and how they go as well. Uh, making sure those are being written up from day one. And then, yeah, daily reporting, uh, preferably in a way that doesn't fill up your email, email boss basket. So those are like, those fit any business, right? Um, one of the things about the training specifically is like, um, I mean, it's great for me because like I have an automation tool that I wanted to put to work, but I just didn't have time to learn it. So I just gave a, a short little course to my virtual assistant and next day it was done <laughs> and it was implemented right yeah it's just great you know because i mean i've already picked somebody who's super smart you know so we've implemented our hiring line you know these these um we really named out who we who we want who the right kind of person is we put in the testing um you know so all of those elements combine into something any business can use and you might have your own processes that are key that are particular to your business um which can be, you know, trained in, yeah, because we've already got somebody who's pretty intelligent who just can take that training, you know, pick it up, put it to work. So it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I and and I and I like the the emphasis on documenting your processes. Uh, you know, one of the things we talk about when we're you know scaling on the sales side of the business is you don't have a repeatable and scalable model until you can train somebody who can and then in turn train someone as good as you can and uh, uh, be, because then now you've got a repeatable machine but a lot of the time it comes down to documenting what your process is and then duplicating that across uh, uh, across teams and make putting yeah. systems in place that, that people can follow and uh, and so that you're not reinventing the wheel when you know you have te people leave the team and uh, and you're adding new people on yeah, no, that's true. We've even gone as far with some of our processes to put in um, apprenticeships, right? Where we, after we train them on the process, then we'll have them shadow somebody else who's like awesome at it. Just go and watch them for a few hours uh, doing it. And after, after they've done their training and then uh, getting them coached by somebody before they actually start doing it. So it depends what it is, whether you need to get that in depth, but um uh, but basically you can, yeah, you know, doing that and taking that time at the beginning, and that's really 80-20 principle too, right? Because, you know, if you take, if you think about it, you know, people are like, oh, I'm so busy. I can never afford to do that. Oh, I can't fit it in. I can't do, you know, all those things that you can't fit in or many of them, at least. I mean, I, there are plenty of things you should say no to and not use your time doing, but, but a lot of, uh, there are some things that people habitually say, I don't have time for them, where they don't realize that if they took the time, they would save so much time over the next year, 100%. right? It would be like the amount of time that they would save would be incredible, you know? Yeah. What are, uh, Barry, so what are some of the key takeaways that you wanna leave the audience with here? 
Sure. I mean, uh, there are lots of things you shouldn't be doing yourself and you should find some inexpensive help to, to help you get those done and make sure that they're, but that they're quality people. Um, and that, um, you know, the only safe thing to do is grow. You know, a lot, of, that's the other thing I hear is like, oh, we're so happy where we're at. It's like, okay, well, you've got to grow because, you know, something could happen, right? Uh, if you're not growing, you know, unfortunately inflation is is still going up you know so if you're not growing you're not staying the same uh it's getting more expensive to run your business and so the only safe mode of operation is growth uh and so and you've got to add people to get to get to have them help you get things done so you can move faster farther you know uh, and get where you want to go without stress while having like the lifestyle that you want to have you know, and being able to take some time for yourself uh, and, yeah, and then spending more of your time doing the things you really like to do in your business. And that's what we hope that we can provide for people. Totally agree with you. Uh, strongly believe if you're not growing, you're dying. Uh, if you don't, even if you don't, yeah. even, even if you don't realize, you, you likely are. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Hey, Barry, if uh, people want to continue the conversation with you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, they could, I tell you what, if they go and they download my little free booklet, uh, the 249 things that a virtual assistant can do for you, then I'll get that communication. They can, uh, and, and somebody downloaded it and, you know, I'll, I'll, at that point I'll reach out and, and, um, they can also email me directly if that they want, uh, at, uh, Barry at freetime.solutions. It's not dot coms dot solutions freetime.solutions and Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. Uh, they can reach out to me uh, that way too. Barry, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking some of your time out of your uh, very busy day. Probably not as busy as other people because you've found a way to manage your time more effectively. <laughs> uh, and I hope right. you come back and visit us uh, uh, again in the future. Absolutely. I'd love to do that. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think I really appreciate it. Great conversation with Barry. Now, delegating tasks to virtual assistants and outsourcing lead generation can significantly free up time for small business owners so they can focus on their core strengths and business development. The 80-20 principle applies here, where identifying the key tasks that drive results and offloading the rest can lead to business growth and increased efficiency. Implementing virtual assistants requires structured hiring and training processes. Defining roles and duties, conducting personality tests, interviews, and creating standard operating procedures are essential steps to ensure the success of a VA team. Regular check-ins, coaching, and ongoing communication help maintain productivity and build a stable team that brings benefits to the entire business. These are all important things for any team working together, but they become even more critical when working with remote teams. If you've enjoyed Barry Kazire's episode discussing streamlining business operations with virtual personnel, revisit some of our recent episodes from the archives. Check out episode 621, Building Trust and Growing Your Agency with Jack Perez, or episode 536, Managing a Hybrid Team with Hassan Osman. Until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Nicole Lozon, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, 
and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Bendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.